Hey everyone, this is Megan Skidmore. Welcome to the Beyond the Shadow of Doubt podcast. This is episode 15. Having doubts is not the same as finding fault. Um, I am a life transitions coach and I work with LGBTQ plus families of a conservative faith background who feel their world has been turned upside down or somewhat upside down. I work with them and help them ground themselves and find purpose and meaning and confidence in moving forward, even in the midst of things that perhaps they don't understand or know with certainty at this given moment. And in many ways, um, that has been part of my journey and where this podcast was birthed from. Um, so anyhow, moving along, today's episode, I start with a story by um, Brother John or Jan E. Newman, who is the second counselor in the Sunday School General Presidency. And this is taken from an article in the um, Strength of Youth magazine from January of 2023. It's called Faith in Darkness. And he begins, when I was a young boy, my family would often visit Great Basin National Park in Nevada, USA. One remarkable thing in the park is the Lehman Caves. A tour guide leads you deep into the cave and at a certain point turns out all the lights. You experience total darkness. It is a heavy feeling and the thought of finding your way out of the cave without any light is overwhelming. Thankfully, the guide always turns the light back on and leads you out safely. Sometimes we are faced with questions and even doubts about the church and our testimonies. It can feel heavy and uncertain like being in the dark cave. Brother Newman goes on to say, it is okay to have questions and concerns. The thing that will make the biggest difference is how you approach them. And then he shares a few things that have helped him. First one is exercising faith. He says, I have found that if I approach questions and concerns from a position of faith, I can always find a way forward. As a side note, I define faith um, for the purposes of this podcast. Um, I looked it up. Oxford Languages defines faith as complete trust or confidence in something or someone or a strong belief in God or in the doctrines of a religion. So essentially, faith is trusting or faith is having a strong belief. Okay. Another thing that uh, Brother Newman says helps him is asking, seeking, and knocking. He goes on, the phrase ask, seek, and knock is repeated in the scriptures. For instance, James 1, 5, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Go directly to the source of all truth, Brother Newman encourages. He says, God loves you and will assist you. And I believe and know that too. And the last one I'll mention is he says to be a truth seeker and goes on to explain, I have found that those who are honestly and humbly seeking truth will often find answers to their questions eventually. He contrasts this with, quote, on the other hand, those who are just looking to find fault will only move further and further away from the truth. So I pause there in this article. It goes on for just a little bit more, but I'm going to, I'm going to stop there because this phrase, finding fault, stood out to me. What is the difference 
between finding fault and genuinely seeking answers to questions and doubts. So let's take a little deeper look. According to the Collins Dictionary, if you find fault with someone or something, you look for mistakes and complain about them. A cynic is a person who always finds fault in others. Synonyms of find fault include charge, condemn, or criticize. So there is a huge difference between having questions and doubts about things that don't make sense, perhaps yet, to you, and being critical and condemning about them. In a previous episode of mine, number 12, called Origin of the Word Doubt, I dive a little deeper into the meaning of this word doubt. I point out that doubt can be used as a both a verb and a noun, depending on context and use. So as a verb, it means to be uncertain. And as a noun, it's a deliberate suspension of judgment. Um, additionally, in another episode, number seven, this article by Brother Newman made me think of some things that I discuss. And the name of this one is uh, episode is Doubt Does Not Equal Unbelief. So I highly recommend you go back and, and re-listen to that one. But in a nutshell... I think that belief is often confused with uncertainty when actually they're opposites. Uncertainty is not unbelief, nor, I add, is it finding fault. In that episode, number seven, I mentioned this article by Christian author Barnabas Piper. He points out four, a framework of four differences between believing and unbelieving doubt. The first one is unbelieving or skeptical doubt asks questions in order to challenge whereas believing doubt asks them in order to learn. The second example is unbelieving doubt takes questions to anyone but Jesus, whereas believing doubt takes questions directly to Jesus. The third one is unbelieving doubt questions God's character because he is beyond our understanding, whereas believing doubt trusts in God's character because he is beyond our understanding. And the last one for unbelieving doubt says, not your will, but mine be done, versus believing doubt says, not my will, but yours be done. So as I read through these this second time, um, it's so clear to me that there is a different feeling behind each of these different types of unbelieving doubt and believing doubt. As a life coach, thought work is a huge part of my work. And because I know our feelings come from our thoughts and ultimately drive our actions, which produce our results, it is critical to consider what is driving each of these four. Let me try to explain what I mean. Uh, if we go back to the first one, unbelieving or skeptical doubt ask questions in order to challenge. When I read that, the feeling that seems to drive that is one of being defensive or on the defense versus the second half to that is believing doubt asks them in order to learn. The feeling driving that approach might be humility. Um, or let's take the second one as an example. Unbelieving doubt takes questions to anyone, but Jesus, I read that, and to me, there's the feeling of pride, perhaps, behind that. Um, versus believing doubt takes questions directly to Jesus. That one could also be humility driving it, or perhaps being teachable, um, curious, um, humble. I already said humility. So why, why is it important to consider this? 
I think it's important and how it applies to us is I think it can help us change the discussion around this topic and answer how can we openly and in a non-judgmental way create safe spaces to talk about our questions. I think it's important to consider kind of the, the climate or the general perception of having uh, doubts in religious, uh, Christian, um, you know, faith communities. Um, going back to the author Barnabas Piper, he shares this, and I leave it for you to consider. The word doubt is an uncomfortable one in most Christian circles, something that is frowned upon or even condemned in many church circles, but that doesn't stop us from doubting. It just makes doubt doubting shameful for many of us. We don't know what to do with it, who to talk to about it, or how to talk about it. We just know that our questions feel like they are pulling us away from God. And he continues, but what if they aren't? What if doubt isn't inherently wrong? And what if doubt is something that doesn't necessarily undermine our faith, but can actually lead us deeper into faith? How we respond when we doubt determines whether it is unbelieving doubt, the kind that leads us away from faith, or believing doubt, which leads us to deeper faith. I propose that we can shift the discussions around this topic by doing just that, having discussions about it, normalizing that this is part of the human experience for everyone. I believe this can and will contribute to creating safe or safer spaces. And by that, I mean spaces where we suspend judgment with one another, hold space so that we can listen, stay curious, and perhaps even ask more questions to understand more fully a person's point of view. I invite you to notice your own motivation. Are you listening with the intent to refute or offer a rebuttal? Or are you listening without an agenda? Are you listening so that someone feels heard? On an individual level, I believe the motivation behind our seeking of answers to questions and doubts is so important to consider. It's actually key to what I'm trying to do and create with this podcast, Beyond the Shadow of Doubt. So back to what I said earlier, there is a huge difference between having questions and doubts about things that don't make sense to you yet versus being critical and condemning about them. <clears throat> In a future episode, I will talk more about this idea of motivation. There's three main motivators about why we do or say things. So wrapping it up, in seeking answers to questions and doubts, I believe Brother Newman's suggestions to be good and important ones, exercising faith and asking, seeking, and knocking, and that we shouldn't stop there. I also believe the more we give ourselves and others permission to have them in the first place, the more we will create safe spaces to discuss them and to hear one another and even to minister one another to one another, perhaps in the midst of what may be a very difficult time for somebody that we don't even know. That is what I have for today. Before signing off, I remind you, I'm a proud member of the Dialogue Podcast Network at dialoguejournal.com forward slash podcast network. This network features shows by LDS or Latter-day Saints who wish to bring their faith into dialogue with the larger stream of world religious thought and with human experience as a whole and to foster artistic and scholarly achievement based on their cultural heritage. I invite you to come join my hybrid program for LGBTQ plus parents. I'm doing a pilot coaching 
program, which is a combination of group and one-on-one coaching, as well as guest speakers. I'll simultaneously be going through a trauma certification program with Lindsay Pullman Coaching. And those who are involved in my hybrid group will get the benefit of trauma coaching as well. So I invite you to come and grow with me. For a limited time, I'm also offering a few complimentary coaching packages for Q plus teens or young adults to coincide with the certification. If you have questions about either program, please shoot me an email at hello at meganskidmorecoaching.com. That is all I have for today. Thank you so much for joining me.